0: This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. Well, I guess we
1: only got one choice. Go for it.
0: I if it says members only right
1: here. I want my MTV. I want my MTV! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Oh,
2: no!
0: Hello, welcome to another edition of Living in the 80s. Uh, We're really happy that you showed up tonight and... Uh, Or today, I don't know when you're listening, it could be morning, afternoon, night, it's really hard to say. As you may know by the title, we're going country tonight. Going country. Going country. So, I thought, you know, one of my all-time favorite guys, like from my whole life, like people that I'm friends with, that like, you know, you got this friend that just give you energy and you like being around them and, and you catch up real fast. I've got this here. I've got Dr. Matt Taylor with me tonight. Well, thank you, Rob. And uh, we're we going to... I, I was thinking about people I know that would have a, a, at least a little bit of a grasp on what country music was like in the 80s. Real country music. Real country music. Not yeah. this... No. Boy band stuff we got going No, today. and this Billy Ray Cyrus uh, doing rap and hip-hop. Nah, and no, you're not going to get that nah, here. No. no. We're talking George Strait, Willie Nelson. We're talking Hank Williams Jr., when country was country, right? Yes. When country wasn't cool, oh yeah, so that's yeah, what we we're going yeah. <laughs> to. <laughs> so, but we want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, a couple of announcements we want to uh, to pass your way. Uh, first of which, uh, we want to thank everybody for uh, again going to the Facebook page and posting everything. Our um, our uh, living in the '80s Facebook page has exactly. Eleven hundred members in it as of today, uh, and we are at May seventh, twenty
1: twenty. so no, we had too. I looked on the way up, and it said a thousand ninety eight. And I'm like, can I find two more people to get this? I want to break 1,100. Is that how it happened? It did. I didn't do anything about it. I just, <laughs> you just thought I it would saw, be neat. I thought that would be cool <laughs> if I showed up and we broke eleven hundred.
0: No, I, I it just it's overwhelming um, when I see people shot, you know, show up because I know, like. When I first did this, I invited a whole bunch of people. Like all my friends that are around our age and would enjoy this kind of thing. And then some of my other friends, like my cousin Steve Markham. He's down in West Virginia. Like he invited, I think, everybody he knows. Yeah. And so like we went from zero to like five or six hundred in a week. That's (laughs) awesome. So thank you guys for continuing to support the page, um, going through all of these Right now, we're going through the 80s music challenge every day and uh, seeing some of the responses you guys are coming up with. Uh, like, here's one of my favorite ones right now. <laughs> I just love this girl. Tina, Tina Madden put a song with a boy or girl's name on it. She put Top Jimmy by Van Halen. That is one of my favorite hmm. Van Halen songs. Is it? Oh, it sure is. So, yeah, that is, that's good. I'm putting a heart there, Tina, because I love hearing that stuff. So, um, thank you again, guys, for, for just, for just, uh, you know, hanging out, being a part of this, please, uh, get on and I've never asked you guys to do this before, but however you listen to the podcast, whether it is on, uh, iTunes or iHeartRadio or, um, I listen on Spotify. Sp- that was the next one, Spotify. Yes. So no matter how... I have the
1: Spotify. You, you have the Spotify? Did yeah, yeah. they-, they have it down there? Yeah, we have oh, the Spotify. Nice. Yeah, we so nice. Spotify.
0: <laughs> so um, however you listen, get on there and comment. Even if it's bad, don't comment. I don't I don't want to hear negative. There's no room for, no. Room for negativity here. That's all positive. Yes. So get on there and-, and comment on the podcast, and make sure you share this with people. Why would someone say something negative? I don't know. They- what would they say? Because they're negative in nature, Matt some people they don't yeah i don't know why um but uh so that those are our announcements uh, oh also I, I forget to mention this sometimes but I, I really shouldn't um if you go to star1079.com uh, they play 80s music around the clock it's 24 7 it's a really good station uh, my friend flounder takes care of all of that and uh they they actually play our podcast there on Saturday mornings, and there's about a thousand people a week because they keep those kind of stats that actually stay and listen to the entire show every Saturday morning. So thank you to all you guys out there, appreciate it. Uh, go to livinginthe80s.com or look up Living in the 80s on um, yeah on Facebook. And I'm computer. sorry, it's livinginthe80s.us, not .com. Somebody else has that, so it's not, it's not as cool as us. So, back to back to the, the subject at hand. So, Matt, you and know, I have been friends for, I was trying to think, at least 30 years. Um, when I fir- very first met you, I don't know if you even remember this, um, Matt Moore, he was a youth pastor at Grace. Yes. And you and Derek Catron were, were students at CBC, uh-huh, yeah. and you came to assist and help Matt out a little bit. Yeah. I met you guys way, way back then. Yeah. So, what year did you graduate high school? That wouldn't have been 30 years ago. I graduated in '89. <clears throat> it's 2020 now. So I saw something on Living Dennis, in the '80s Dennis. yesterday
1: that said, "Don't remind people that the <laughs> '80s was 40 years okay, ago." Okay, so I won't remind so you. I won't, I won't remind you that was 30 years ago.
0: <laughs> practice what you preach, Rob. But. That's right. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I get lost in the moment. <laughs> yeah, came
1: up to uh, Reeb Avenue.
0: Yep. Yep. That's yes, would
1: have been in. Yeah. A good
0: so uh, again, I, I like reaching out to the people that uh, I like hanging out with and. And we do the podcast together, and and you know Matt Matt uh, Matt has a good knowledge of, of of country music. Again, the real stuff, not not the stuff we hear now. But uh, I, I reached out to him like, hey Matt, what do you think? He's like, I'd love to. Oh yeah, <laughs> tell tell him about
1: about your life and pandemic
0: world right now.
1: Uh, much like many other people's, I guess I'm I'm at home, which I'm at home all the time. You know, I, I live and work from home. I run a Boy Scout camp, Camp Oyo. And and well, what? Yes,
0: I didn't just do that. Uh, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a thing Matt Moore would do. It is. I've, I've heard I Matt Moore say that a lot. Taking away his so, shtick. Love you, brother.
1: But uh, anyhow, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm home. Uh, my wife Danielle's been home. Uh, she's a dental hygienist, so they were shut down for a while. And um, my two stepsons have been home, and my daughter has been home, and yeah. So it's been a blast. <clears throat> and Rob said, "Hey, Matt, you want to come to Columbus?" And I said, yes. And he said, well, it's in Grove City. And I said, okay. Uh, <laughs> and so it came up so here. So here he is. It's exciting. It's very intimidating. I said, man, you have worldwide outreach here on, on the podcast. That is true. We are,
0: we are universal and worldwide. That is true. A, sure. a lot of pressure. Uh, so, uh, Matt, you, you drove from Portsmouth. So, those of you who West are... West Portsmouth. West yeah. I'm sorry. Let's let's Portsmouth. not get it confused. No, not no. just Portsmouth, no. West Portsmouth. West Portsmouth, which is where the upper crust of Portsmouth <clears throat> is. Well, out in the live. suburbs of West Portsmouth.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: so, um, so you came all the way up here. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with how Ohio is laid out, uh, Grove City, which is a suburb of Columbus, is right around the middle of the state-ish yeah. And uh, Matt's coming from deep in southern Ohio. Yeah, right on the border yeah. of Kentucky So about there. how long did you drive to get here? That's a couple-hour drive. Yeah, how yeah, many miles? Drives. 100, 120? Miles or kilometers? Yeah. Well,
2: we're
1: <laughs> we're in America. It's miles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 100 miles, 100-something. 100 yeah, I don't know. Two yeah. hours, so yeah. 60 miles an hour is 120 miles. Yeah, I do the math. Only real friends would do that. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. And, and, and not, not only
0: not only that, but you guys hear me talk about how much I love l8 Matt brings me a couple tall boys and a couple, like, six little squatty baby ones. The, they, the, they, the they, they, they kind of look like the old Little Kings bottles. They do, yes. <laughs> and he brought me a, a Cherry L-8 Zero here. So, you know, I know Joel listens to this a lot, so eat your heart out, Joel. I, I've got the mother load here, thanks to Matt Taylor. And he's, he's, so he's speaking of, he's, of he's a, my Little pimp. Kings,
1: you know, back in the 80s, we used to cruise down in Portsmouth. Did you? The, the cruising strip down on Chillicothe Street. And um, one time, uh, Tim Tabor and I were down there, and we had some L-8s, and we were cruising, and I was drinking a cold L-8, and that pulled a cop beside of me, and he told me to roll down my window, and he said, uh, what are you drinking there? And I showed him an L-8, and he's like, uh, you got me. And left, so. hey, I, I was. It's.
0: I have a similar story. I was in Grove City a few years ago. And I'm I'm driving down McDowell Road, right where it hits Stringtown, and I'm drinking one. You know, if you guys aren't familiar, L8 comes in these these little green 12-ounce bottles, yeah. typically. And, and they kind of, you yeah, they kind of look, maybe they could pass as a beer bottle. Oh, very much so, yeah. And so this cop pulls up next to me. He's like, what are you drinking? And I, and I look at him, just very, as proud as can be, and show him the label. I go, it's a soft drink. <laughs> it's a ginger ale. He's like... He looked at it, and I held it closer to the window because like he was like, I'm in the driver's side. He's on the other side of the passenger side. So I hold it really close, <laughs> and he looked at it, and he goes, okay, scared me there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and he let me go. So that was it. So uh, we are going to spend this week. We're going to be going. I, I, I got a game show Matt's going to be part of. Oh, gosh, okay. Um, we are going to be doing uh, a special treat for you later on that you guys are not going to see coming at all. But we are we're we're really going to give you all the entertainment value you can handle. So if you came here and you don't like country music, it's okay. You're not going to be hearing but about thirty seconds of country music today anyway. <laughs> You're going to hear a couple of little friends sitting and talking and hanging out, and hopefully uh, we can at least make you smile, and laugh a little bit because I got one of the funniest guys I know. Right oh, we're going to have a good time. So we are going to have a blast. So uh, at this time. What we typically do around here is we go back in time. So right now we back are going to go back in time. So typically this is the type of the time of the show that we go back in time, like we'll spotlight a certain year and talk about uh, you know the music, the movies, TV shows of that year but since we're all country this week we are going to actually just talk about first of all the top 3 movies of you know, that are country music influenced from the 1980s now one of them don't don't email me don't send me any messages any texts like you forgot 9 to 5 it's not a country movie just like die hard's not a christmas movie don't oh, um, man that's probably going to get it, it, it I, we've got some flack for it uh, but yeah, okay. but nine to five happens to have Dolly Parton in it right yeah no, and it's she, not she sings a country, a country theme song, yeah, but it's not nothing yeah. country. So having said that, the top three grossing movies of the 1980s that were country influenced, number three was Sweet Dreams, the Patsy Klein story. Oh, which I love Patsy Klein even to this day, she comes on. She just, the voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. So Jessica Lange played Patsy Cline. She didn't actually sing in the movie, but she she was there. Um, she won an Oscar for Best Actress for that movie. And that, that's quite a feat considering, you know, most of these biopics with artists and stuff, you know, they typically train them to sing like this. So if you saw, like, Walk the Line, it's yeah, well, really Joaquin Phoenix and really Reese Witherspoon singing Johnny Cash and June Carter songs. In this case, it is just Jessica Lange playing the part of Patsy Cline. Did so good, it won an Oscar. So that is the number three song, or I'm sorry, movie of the 1980s uh, with a country music theme. So uh, Number two, uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, Who hasn't seen this movie? <clears throat> Why would you not? <laughs> There's no reason not to. <laughs> Even if you don't like country music, you've probably seen this, this movie. Uh, Sissy Spacek also won an Oscar for playing Loretta Lynn. Uh, Loretta Lynn actually... We're seeing a
1: theme here. If you want to win an Oscar,
0: you need to play Country music, music Star. <laughs> I want somebody to play Johnny Paycheck. Ooh. <laughs> or David Allen Coe. <clears throat> I don't know if there's any racist people <laughs> that would really raise their hand for that one. I don't one. know, yeah. It would I be interesting. <laughs> but uh, Sissy Spacek was handpicked by, by Loretta Lynn to play her. And uh, good good movie. My, my favorite line in this movie, when her and Doolittle, her husband, mm-hmm. arguing, and uh, and he was grumbling, yelling at her. She goes, you sound like an old bear, growling. That was the funniest thing to me. Like, I could rewind and watch that part over and over again. So, I don't know why. Yeah, l- little certain things just kind of catch you. Yeah. That's one of my things.
1: You can travel down uh, U.S. Route 23 in Kentucky. Uh, you get on it right out here outside Columbus, head south on 23. Once you cross the state line in Kentucky, it becomes the Country Music Highway, and it passes by Loretta Lynn's house. Does it really? And you can stop in, take a tour of Loretta Lynn's house, and it's still there as a tourist attraction.
0: You now, so. we, we went there when I was a kid. To her house? To her house. Yeah. And her sister was there, and I, I think my mom and dad, it, again, I'm probably nine or ten years mm-hmm. old, maybe younger. I don't remember how old I was. But, um, she, uh, her sister, or somebody talked to my mom and dad and they, said th- they were really friendly. Whoever this person was was really friendly and stuff. So I don't remember much about it, but I do remember being there. I didn't mm-hmm. actually go in the house. We were like on her land there, but I didn't realize it was on the country music highway. Yeah, yeah, I don't even remember is. how we got there. We just magically appeared there one day. <laughs> so yeah, pretty neat. Yeah. Um, so that was a that was one uh, one that didn't hit top three, but I remember it used to be on the movie channel all the time. Was honeysuckle rose? Remember that? I
1: remember. I don't remember much about the movie. I, I yeah, it was Willie Nelson.
0: That... Uh, I think it was sort of autobiographical. Uh, he played a country music star. <laughs> yeah. It was real stretch for him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, character I, I, actor. Yes. <laughs> But my favorite Willie Nelson role was in Dukes of Hazzard when he played Uncle Jesse.
1: Oh, see, I didn't like much for that.
0: I, I did. I mean, I wasn't expecting. I, it I'm to... a
1: purist. Uncle Jesse was a God-fearing man. Now I know the oh, they were running moonshine in the back or whatever, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't like the Willie Nelson. I mean, portraying yeah Willie Nelson portraying Uncle Jesse as a pothead. <laughs> I Just like come on, Uncle Jesse's better now.
0: He is. He's got standards. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sell you some moonshine, but not any weed. No, no. So, I you know, it's fun. I actually liked that that movie. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's Of course, it's not the TV show. Can't even compare no, no. them. But if, for what it was, if you go in with low expectations, you won't be let down. Yes. That's a good one. So.
1: You know, there's a festival. Duke's a Hazard Festival. There is. Yes. No I, kidding. I ran across it not too long ago on, on the internet. I saw it. Huh. Um, coming up in the fall, they have it. And I think for a hundred dollars you can have lunch with uh Daisy. Really? Yeah, you get you tickets to the festival. With Daisy Duke? With Catherine Bach. Wow. You can have lunch with
0: Daisy. I wonder if she still looks as good as she did back yeah, then. She doesn't. Oh, I couldn't imagine. I you can't look that. that
1: good for that many years. No, that um, long. Looks ago. like looks like Daisy's had a lunch with a lot of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she uh she she looked really good back then. Oh yeah. Oh, oh heck, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, was, we digress. Yes, yeah. We go on and talk about these <laughs> oh, all they night. Have a whole show on the Dukes <laughs> <of> Hazard, <laughs> which which is funny because that that'll be one of our TV shows we talk about later. Um, uh, uh, the number one country inspired movie in the 1980s, Urban Cowboy. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, it's funny. I I, I sent Matt a text the other day. I screenshotted the movie because <laughs> I actually watched it. Because it, it's funny because. Some of these these things, like uh, I'll try to do a little bit of homework on, and I accidentally ran across that on Netflix. And it's on the Netflix. I, it's on the Netflix. Yeah, huh. and I I I just went. That's Urban Cowboy. I remember loving that movie as a as a teenager. When that came out? Eighty? Was that nineteen eighty? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember loving that movie? I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. I did not realize how crappy that movie. Oh, is. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. The, the acting is really, like, John Travolta's character is really weird. He plays Bud, who mm-hmm. who moves from whatever punk Texas town he lives in to uh, outside of Houston to live with his aunt and uncle, and then he finds a job with his uncle, and uh, and he falls in love with Sissy pretty quickly, like a week after being in town. Another week later, they're married. Another yeah. week later, they're separated. But uh, the way he, he acts kind of crazy all the time, it just kind of overdoes it a bit yeah but but the music the music's good oh yeah. yeah
1: and it really i mean it shaped a, a lot of people followed that urban cowboy theme into their life and i remember my dad then growing a mustache and <laughs> my dad bought a cowboy hat and really it was a big yeah you're like that how you dress it was the urban cowboy was cool that's funny was i was stereotypical I... Of what a cowboy country person looked like and dressed that it's is funny. I would have never thought that. Yeah. That's great. I loved your dad. He's yeah, he a was good a dude. dude. He was a good dude.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, like you were saying, when that movie came out, it really it took country music from like the bars, uh, about from the hollers to mainstream. Because mm-hmm. Hollywood, like people were were like you said, dressing that part now, and it really did a lot for country music. Oh itself, yeah, itself mm-hmm. because uh, again. A little background on me. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents listened to either 50s and 60s, you know, duop whatever music back then. And then it was 60s and 70s country music. So as a kid in the 70s, like, I didn't know any other music existed outside of country music. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I watched the Osmonds and the Jackson 5 cartoon and probably the Monkees but but like it was country music that we listened to and that, that was it so my first ever concert was Johnny Cash oh nice oh yeah he shook my hand I, I, and I remember it I was old, re- I think you say that in every podcast you I think it, I, you, did. I Johnny Cash. you know what and I wouldn't I, I don't blame you like like who's gonna fight me on that why would you not brag about it? I, you got to <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so back in those days listen to country by the time I was... Probably getting into later years of elementary school and middle school and stuff like that. My parents started going to church, so it's like all southern gospel, which I absolutely rejected. And I started listening to pop music, the devil's music. Mm. So I'm going to hell. I'll pray <laughs> for Rob That's right. That's right. So um, so, him, so so throughout the seventies, you know, like the latter part of the seventies and into the eighties, I wanted nothing to do with country music just did not care. turn your
1: back on your heritage
0: I, did. I sure did I sure did um, but when, when Urban Cowboy came out a um, couple songs on there I liked but still was not digging country I like, see a
1: lot of people may say it also ruined country music because it did take it to the more progressive state oh yeah you know, before it was the classic Hank Williams where it was just basically one guy singing and there was a guitar and you had a drum set which consisted of a bass drum and a snare oh yeah and maybe be... maybe a little steel guitar oh yeah oh, steel guitar yeah you gotta have that. but that was it there wasn't no flash or Mm-mm. fanciness Nothing. and now now they're at gillies at the honky tonk and now it became <laughs> ride
0: mechanical bulls oh, heck, listen to charlie yeah. daniels and, crazy and charlie daniels we'll talk about him a little bit later but i mean here's a guy who was you know, kind of southern rock I mean, yeah he, he had like a bluegrass background but was kind of bringing southern rock into country music and and he was loved and hated at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I remember "Looking for Love" being a big big hit back then on the mainstream charts. Uh, Kenny Rogers was kind of kind of being a little less country, more pop. But she she like he had a lot of, of those by. crossover songs
1: that uh, came around that time frame that were both yeah. pop hits and country hits. Um, yeah, Charlie Daniels actually played the Soda County Fair uh, <laughs> two years ago. He was did there. he really? Yeah, I was out. I was out of town. I was out, Oh, West that's disappointing. Less on a fire. Crew. Although I did see Charlie Daniels once in concert at the. Uh, Eric Grooms and I went down to uh, Atlanta for the um, Hooters 500 NASCAR race. <laughs> nice. And they I could the, see you two hillbillies yeah, going down there. We were there for Eric, you may stuff. be
0: in New York now being all hoity toity. Oh, yeah. Being a. You know, professional comedian or whatever it but is. Comedian. You know, Yeah. <laughs> I did air
1: quotes on the radio.
0: Eric, do you hear? He, yeah. He's your friend. He yeah. just air quoted on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're a, a... That's how you know a true friend. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so we're at this at this uh, NASCAR race, and uh, the Hooters trailer's there with their memorabilia of stuff, Hooters stuff, and so they had given away tickets to the Miss Hooters contest. So <laughs> naturally, Eric and I got tickets and go to the... Miss Hooters Contest in Atlanta, and uh, Charlie Daniels played at the Miss Hooters Contest. Wow. Yeah. that's Not everybody can say that. No. (laughs) That's awesome. Good times.
0: Uh, So, anyway, I um, was not feeling the country music. Uh, Alabama came out uh, early 80s. I liked a couple of their songs, Mm -hmm. but by and large, I rejected it. It wasn't until, oh, probably early 90s, um... Which was another revival wave of like the whole boot scootin' boogie and the line dancing yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Which I didn't really dig that stuff too much, but I worked at a place, worked at a utility truck company and, and the parts department.
1: Well, so you just say utility truck company, mm-hmm. that makes it country.
0: It does. I it, mean, you know what? And the guys were very country. Yeah, like yeah. like in the back in our office, we're listening to, you know, rock and roll, just to classic rock. And in the shop they're, they're listening to Michael, Jackson. To, <laughs> Michael Jackson, <laughs> The shop they're it's listening. Thriller to, going on, they're listening to George Strait it. and Tracy Lawrence and those guys yeah. those country guys and and as much as I hated it at first, it kinda of started growing on me. And so throughout the nineties I started listening to country a little bit more. Mm. And uh, you know. Anyhow, back to Urban Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we took a long about. way to get there. <laughs> um, that that was a very popular movie back then. Uh, established some trends and stuff. And uh, it, you know, that's why it gets the number one spot on top country music movies of the '80s. Now we're going to talk about. We're, we're just going to pick the year 1980. It's, 1980. it's easy to do. Start off this week in 1980. Uh, these are the top five songs of 1980.
1: All songs are just country songs. This,
0: I'm sorry. These are just going to be strictly country songs. So, everything
1: we're talking is is country today. Yes. And wow, we, we're
0: really going off the script here. We're going off the rails. Hey, go on. So, <laughs> so uh, the number five song. We'll start off with number
1: five. Okay. I believe in love. I believe in babies. I believe in. Mom and Dad, and I believe in you
0: Matt. I think if you were uh, a young man in the eighties nineteen eighty courting a woman and this song came on the jukebox, you might be somewhat of a Casanova if if she you know, if you asked her to dance Don Williams with I believe in you
1: oh. This, in all honesty, this is my wife, Danielle, and I. That's our song. Is it really? It is our song. Coincidentally enough. Coincidentally enough, I say yes, anything sweet to her? Here's your chance. Oh, I love you, Danielle. You're beautiful. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. A, that really is our song. That is that is awesome. is that crazy?
0: I, I, that is totally unscripted. That is. That is Rob funny. did
1: not know that. And, See? Uh, I you told
0: go. you that's a powerful love song. It is a powerful love song. It is a good song. one. So, yeah, that that is a song, uh, again, it's one of those ones that... Uh, here hear now like I have got a um, we are playing it earlier before we got on the air I've got a classic country playlist and it's got you know country songs from 70s 80s early 90s it's at 237 songs wow and th- that's one of them so thank you late great Don Williams for your contribution there to our countdown today I believe in you now we are on to number four
2: I was looking for
0: Yes, that is an all-time country music classic, Looking for Love by Johnny Lee. Oh. We heard that, and uh, we mentioned that earlier, and Urban Cowboy uh, may have been perceived as one of those those poppier country songs, because mm-hmm. it doesn't sound entirely twangy country. No. But uh, it, it's, it, it's a good song. Um, I remember <laughs> watching Urban Cowboy in the movie, um, Bud and Sissy break up. And Bud finds love in the arms of uh, I think her name was Kim, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. And um and her him and uh, Sissy dance to this at their wedding and they're in the trailer and music in the and the uh song comes on. He's like, Turn it up, I like his song. She had no idea it was their song, Matt. Oh, no idea. Yeah, that hurts. Bam. So uh and and which is funny. That, that in retrospect Which I thought about it Actually at the time Like they're dancing at this in their wedding The lyrics go Looking for love in all the wrong places
1: <laughs> Yeah that, doesn't...
0: That's, uh, that alone disqualifies it As a good wedding song Yeah, I
1: would think so Maybe yeah. if
0: he would have danced I Believe in You Might have be been okay But yeah, but yeah th- this song here And actually our t- all these top four songs Remaining here These are all songs that had huge Um country crossover pop chart
1: success. So Yeah, I can't help but think of that song and think of uh little Saturday Night Live with uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, when he played <laughs> Buckwheat. Um, Buckwheat, yeah, Buckwheat Sings. And it was looking for Nub. looking for yeah. uh, Yes, that was great. When Buckwheat <laughs> Sings, that
0: song is eternally <laughs> his. And they aren't kidding. So, yes, that was number four, Looking for Love. Now, our number three song.
2: Towers wash all my cares away. I wake up to a sunny day. Cause I love a rainy night. Yeah, I love a rainy night. Will I love a rainy night. Will I love a rainy night. Ooh, ooh. Well, I love a rainy night. I love a rainy night. I love to hear the...
1: If this song Wait a second I gotta stop you for a second Okay go ahead So I'm, I'm Disappointed here At this, in this recording studio
0: Why is I, that? I, I why listen to the
1: podcast man? Right And you just say Here comes the number three song uh-huh. And then it goes "No, no, 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 Number three But you don't really <laughs> do that For those of you That are listening That's not really Rob Fault doing that no, that he that, stops it that, that happens in post production. It's something
0: else. So that maybe happens. between the next two songs, I, I can like play that for you. Okay, so I, I, like I, I keep waiting to hear him
1: it. say no, 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 number three, 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 but <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. So this, it's oh. kind of a I do it in my head every time. I do it in my head. So you know what? On this podcast,
0: <laughs> I, I will make sure that that those are all on there when we talk about our, our groups later. Okay. So we'll go five. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, go Oh gosh! I to so if, if if this song. Doesn't get your toes tapping. You don't have toes, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Now you're talking about my aunt.
0: That's right. <laughs> I love a rainy night by Eddie. Reilly. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh my gosh! That was a great song. I this is. I actually bought this 45. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I well, sure it was on did. the flip side, you know. I have no idea. Could have been "I Love a Rainy Night," <laughs> Part Two. I have no idea. The instrumental. I, I, I probably listened to it once and went, "That sucks." <laughs> Never listened to it again. But that one song was very good. So uh, I actually get... ran into Eddie Rabbit once.
1: Did you really? Yeah, I was down in Nashville. Um, uh, went to the Wild Horse Saloon. It was a big thing back. Oh ago. yeah, Wild Horse Saloon, and he was uh, sitting in, just sitting in there at the bar. Just, I was like, that's oh, Eddie Rabbit?" No way, so, Yeah.
0: That's funny. He
1: passed away a couple
0: years ago, I think. No, not too long. It's... I'm not. Yeah, it it could be 10 years now. ago for I Know. For yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but yeah, he left us with a few good songs. Step by Step was another good one. Um, uh, th- there's a couple others. I can't think of but hey, nice. He was really he good. Album, Just take there. our word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that, that was number three. And uh, uh, now our next one, Matt, is guess what? Uh, number two. Number two.
2: Look
0: To me, this is one of the lowlights in country music history. Ooh, really? <laughs> yes. There are many lowlights. For some in reason, music. nine to five, Dolly Parton. <sighs> I never liked Dolly. Really? Uh, she seems like a swell enough gal. Um, I'm She's sure, done well for herself. Uh, yes, yeah, she has. Uh, we, I, I've been to Dollywood. I yeah. mentioned that a few weeks ago yeah, yeah. with a fam. Um, actually, I've been there, went there a couple times. Once as a kid, once as an adult. And it, she seemed like she's okay. She was giving
1: books away during the pandemic thing or something like that.
0: Yeah, I she was, did. Very, uh, yeah. very, very sweet lady. But very, I can't stand uh, here in her Philanthropists. Philanthropist.
1: Philanth- she's a philanthropist.
0: She is. She gives she, back. She, uh, she excels in philanthropology. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Wow. Probably not a word. I don't know. No. It is now. <laughs> it is, now it is. So, yeah, 9 to 5, uh, we mentioned before, was in, in that huge movie.
1: Now, excuse my ignorance, but which came first?
0: Uh, the same time the music same it's, time they were yeah. congruent so they made the movie since they had Dolly there might as well use her to sing the song too so went up to number one on the pop charts number one on the country charts mm-hmm. made her you know she's already a huge star but it's kind of cemented I, her stardom I,
1: yeah I really don't know why that was such a big hit I honestly I don't it was, I don't either it's, it's not that dumb. good of a movie it's, the song's
0: not that good yeah but yeah. some people love it yeah they love their Dolly I remember an Irving Cowboy, <laughs> they had a Dolly Parton look-alike contest. So, there's that. So that was a number two song, Love It or Hate It, 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. Now, we could hear number one.
2: Promise my son, not to do the things I've done. Walk away from trouble if you can. not mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek. I hope...
0: you don't have to fight to be your man. Number one. So this is a song that when it was out, again, another pop crossover, huge country song, went number one in the country charts. I'm not sure what it did on the pop charts. It either went number one or top five or ten, something. It was a huge hit, uh, Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers.
1: Oh, my gosh. That used to be. We was that your a... jam? What? Can't say it was my jam, but I felt like the coward of the county. Really, yeah. You know, we had uh, the album, uh, the, okay, the Kenny Rogers' album there, and played that song. And I always felt like I, I wasn't really athletic or muscular or what you would call good looking as a kid. Growing I beg to differ, Matt Taylor. And um, I always felt like that's that was my my theme. My uh, my song it was about me, about you. But I never came back and kicked a bunch of people's butts. So you you should have. I always thought that one day I'm gonna turn and lock the door,
2: <laughs> and then and it was on, son. You just that kinda, was just like I kind of wish you had a
1: girlfriend or a wife named Becky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had a TV show, movie. Uh, they made did. For TV was movie? it Bruce Boxleitner
0: played in it? Or mm, I you lost me there. Oh. We'll have to look that but up. But I
1: remember in that movie because they taught in the song. It says, you know, the, the torn dress, the shadow. You think that they, yeah, you know, had had their way with Becky, but in the movie. It shows the dress is, like, on a mannequin thing, and she was sewing a dress or something, and they ripped oh, it. Oh. So less okay. risque in the movie, yeah, as well, I recall. I haven't it's seen part, it. It's
0: made years. for TV, so well, yeah, they, you know, they kind of keep it, toned down, yeah, yeah. it But a uh, funny thing about this song, like, this shows up on one of my playlists, because I, I have other playlists, like Top 100 Hits of 1980, so this song will pop up occasionally. Mm-hmm. And probably a few months ago I'm in the shower and it comes on and you can't get out of the shower, walk, you know, seven or eight feet trampling water all over the, the bathroom floor. And this is right after I got in the shower too. See so I there's no turning back. I gotta sit through it. So I'm listening to the words, listen to the song, and I don't know if it's because I'm fifty three years old now. Or I'm going, Huh, that ain't a bad song. <laughs> So, Coward of the County uh, was number one this week in 1980. I actually got to see Kenny Rogers a couple years ago. Did you really?
1: Yeah, down at old Century College, Center College in Kentucky. He did a concert down there. No kidding. Um,
0: was it like after he had all that plastic surgery and oh stuff? Oh, gosh.
1: He was, it was a kind of a sad show. I'm glad I got to see him. Yeah. But he like hobbled out. Oh jeez! Like just a, yeah, plastic face, and he sang like thirty seconds of every song he's ever done. Uh, a, did his voice sound good though? Oh, it sounded honestly. It did. It sounded wow. to me. It sounded just like Kenny Rogers. Oh, good. And then they helped him back off the stage. And wow, it was nice. Yeah, he, he.
0: If you don't, if you lived under a rock, uh, he passed away recently, and uh, you know it was sad to see. I remember going to Kenny Rogers Chicken. No, I yeah. forgot about yeah. Kenny Rogers chicken. They, they had a couple locations show. in Columbus. I never it was, had it. All yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. kind Rogers of taste. Tastes a lot like uh, Boston rotisserie chicken. Oh yeah, yeah kind of yeah, about that roasted, same kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, the Seinfeld episode where the Kenny Rogers <laughs> signs outside the window—that's <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, um, good stuff. I, uh, you know, Kenny Rogers—he he was a legend, legend in country music, oh, yes. and again, lots of pop crossover <laughs> success. So, um, you know, hey, thank Kenny Rogers for your contributions. And uh, that was number one, Coward of the County. Now, we're going to talk about top country TV shows okay. of the 1980s. We actually have four of them here. Um, Number three, no, well, number four is Pop Goes the Country. I don't really remember that one. So basically ralph emory hosted nashville love now. ralph emory yes he hosted a show called pop goes the country mm-hmm. it was basically nashville now with a different name they would have country stars on there sit on the couch kind of yeah. like a talk show format he would mm-hmm. interview them maybe they may do a song or two and but, when was that what, what uh it ran from 1974 to 1982 really huh. yeah and uh, it was, uh, it was you know, it was syndicated, so it wasn't, you know, huge, you know, worldwide. Uh, I do remember it being on TBS for a while, because it would always be on right before Georgia Championship Wrestling. Ah. So, they had you know, their...
1: Back when TBS was doing that goofy 805... 605. They did the yes. five
0: minute off thing, whatever. Yes. Yeah. So... Come on, Ted. So, like so, Pop Goes the Country... And then Georgia Championship Wrestling, like, they had a certain demographic there. Well, yeah, <laughs> it kind of goes together there. <laughs> yes. So uh, I would always catch the last couple minutes of that when it was on. Not so, the
1: profile. I feel like we profile a lot when we talk about country music.
0: I, I, I do, too. There's a lot of sophistication. Just because you watch play-no. wrestling doesn't
1: mean you listen to country music <laughs> yeah. and vice versa. I think
0: people should have, like, rebuilt or something. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I think
0: so. So, um... Ralph Emery hosted it. His co-host was Tom T. Hall, oh, former country singer. Yeah. And then the last season of the show, I just found this out today while kind of looking back at some of this stuff. Jim Varney,
1: oh really? Ernest, yes, yes,
0: he was also he was awesome. on the show uh, as a co-host. I think he was kind of like his Ed McMahon there for a while. Oh yeah, he would huh. he would sit on the couch. I I really I would have to YouTube maybe find some videos or something. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was. Um, Pop Goes a Country, which leads us to number two, Nashville Now, or okay, number yeah. three, Nashville Now, yeah, <laughs> second one, yeah. yeah. So Ralph Emery, at 1982, when Pop Goes a Country goes off the air, 1983, Nashville Now starts and ran clear up to
1: 1993. Had a good 10, ten year run. Yeah, that's when he had the little the puppet guy with him, Red. Yes. When that, yeah. When that, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Good memory, man. No, yeah, I remember the little Red puppet. Kind guy. of
0: impressed. Yeah. yeah. So it take much. again, it is a talk show. Yeah. It was guys sitting on you know, sitting on the couch interviewing the people and so on and so forth. It was
1: nice, wholesome. Good good TV. Yeah, it
0: was. It was. Um, I think I believe it ran on the Nashville network.
1: I think so. Yeah. That sounds right.
0: So back in its heyday. Back before it became uh, CMT. And then it became Spike. Yeah, (laughs) now I think it's a good transition. Yeah. yeah, So now it went from country music to adventure movies, all on the same channel. Yeah. Um, Which brings us to the number two um, show, Dukes of Hazard. I don't know what to say about that. There's nothing you can say except awesome. Exactly right. So Bo and Luke Duke. Yes. They are Yeah, Here's the
1: thing: no one starts off saying the Dukes of Hazard. Coin Vance Duke, nobody starts off
0: with that. Matt, the purists don't want to talk about the Coin Vance years. I
1: know. Well, that's the thing about the Dukes of Hazard festival. I think you can you see. Uh, you probably could get Coin Vance. I think there. one of them is there. <laughs> Look, year. what else are they doing? I think uh, Tom Wopat is there, and uh, either Coy or Vance. Nice.
0: So, what? What little boy or young adolescent boy in in the eighties? Did not watch Dukes of Hazard every Friday night. Oh yeah, I mean I've got
1: my General Lee right over here. Uh, My brother, I got a younger brother. He and I would fight over who was uh, Bo and who was Luke. So who won? Did you want to be Bo or Luke? I think I was always the Luke. I can't remember. I think I always wanted to be Luke. Okay, my brother Bo. Yeah, because
0: Luke usually drove. Yeah. So who wouldn't? Well, it's uh, they kind of maybe they shared some wheel time maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they got along really good. So, yeah, it's my General Lee. That's awesome. It's got the little flag on the top and everything. That'd be controversial to some folks. Well, it would be,
1: yeah. I think I've seen uh, some now that are redoing that don't have the the flag on top. Yeah,
0: it's not the General Lee. Come on, it's okay. It's just, just, yeah, it's just it's a nice car. It is. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Duke's a hazard. It ran for, gosh, 79 to like 84 or something. Um, Great show. I loved it. Every boy loved it. Oh,
1: it was was, not. How would you not like the Dukes of Hazzard? Well, that and you got,
0: yeah, Waylon Jennings seeing the theme and narrating the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you get more country? They're in Georgia. Yeah. Got the General Lee. You got Daisy Duke. Got the, you know, little accents. You got Uncle Jesse. You got Waylon Jennings.
1: Yeah, a funny thing happened to me once when I moved down, moved back down to Southern Ohio. I was on, on the fire department down there. One of the first runs I had back back down home there was a deputy's car. He was cleaning his car out. I lived on top of a hill, and his car popped into gear, I popped out of gear into neutral, and rolled down his hill and landed in the pond. And it, I... You look down and you could see the sheriff's deputy's cruiser in the pond with his light rotator lights on top going around in the pond. And to me, I was like, this is a scene from the Duke's ass. <laughs> if he would have come out. How many, how many sheriff's cars <laughs> ended up
0: in ponds in the Duke's ass? That is exactly
1: what it looked like. Here's a sheriff's car in the bottom of this pond with his lights still going, and I wanted to see Enos or Roscoe. <laughs> So I almost wish you be. had that little horn you could
2: have... <laughs> that would
1: have been great.
0: Oh, gosh. So, that leads us to our number one top country TV show of the 80s, Matt. Hee-haw. Hee-haw. Oh, my. Like, this is... At my house, our Saturday night tradition, we'd watch, like, Bugs Bunny at 7, 6.30 or whenever, and then... He Hall would come on at 7. So from 7 to 8, we watched He Hall every week because my dad made sure he watched it every week. Just... You can still watch He Hall every week.
1: Really? It's on RFD TV. If you get RFD TV. I don't have RFD TV. Nah, it's on that direct. Now, my,
0: my mom and dad had it for a while and they changed yeah, cable. It on, companies. I watch it on
1: Sunday night still.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, He-Hall. So that show, Top Country Music Stars of the Day, oh, would be on there. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Buck Owens and and uh, Roy Clark mm-hmm. were the hosts, and they were both
1: very credible, very good musicians. Oh, Roy Clark! I saw him also at the Soda County Fair. He played a few years back, and saw him absolutely unbelievable. Really, the man was is talented beyond what people really. were he
0: was play the banjo with his toes. Oh, he remember that? He's yeah,
1: it's insane what the guy can play. Oh, he's absolutely nuts. insane! He could play this microphone.
0: Wow. So if, if these if these he <laughs> <you> probably could <laughs> if these guys hadn't been on Heat Hall they would have been stars in their own right. Oh yeah, certainly. But he Hall. So for those of you guys that did not live the privileged life like Matt and I did, mm-hmm. um, he Hall was a, as a as an hour long comedy show with take, take place in Cornfield Cornfield County, yep. and they'd have special country stars of the day on as guests and and they'd. The writers would write these, you know, silly sketches and things for them. And and I I remember, like, the old guys sitting on the porch, gloom, despair, and agony agony on me. me."
1: Oh,
0: oh my gosh. (laughs)
1: That's great stuff. That's interesting trivia stuff about Hee Haw. You know, lay it I mean, on so, us well you know a lot of the, This the show wasn't filmed it was like filmed in a bunch of little segments mm-hmm. and so they would spend maybe just like a couple times a year and they would film all these little segments really and then they would piece it all together later in time kind of like you do with your 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 thing they would, yeah. but they would post all these different segments together and so like it, it would be like Buck Owen saying you know and now here's something really funny well he had no idea what they were going to do and then someone else would do a skit someplace down the road and then they'd piece all this stuff together and so, That's um, interesting. I didn't because know of all of the um, travel with the musicians and stuff, mm-hmm. they'd get them just a couple times a year, everybody would come in, and they'd film I'd all would take a week or
0: two, maybe film and everything, and film then splice it, it together. Yeah, and then put all wow. the pieces together. I learned something
1: together. new today. But, and here's something interesting. Yes. It was actually developed by two Canadians. Shut up. Now, I don't mean to... Rain we love on. the
0: Canadians here and living in the 80s, but you my, my mind is blown right I know, now. Yeah. I would have figured a couple guys from Middle Tennessee well, that's what you think, <laughs> had done nice. this.
1: A couple Canadians, eh? Wow. Came up with Hee that
0: is That is yeah. funny. I'll never look at it the same way again no, now that I, I know that.
1: kind of feel like it's tainted a little bit now.
0: It is a little bit. But you get past it once you get seen it. But, yeah, you know. it all come back. And but you okay. know, I mean,
1: Hee Haw lasted a long time. It was. Yes, gosh, it,
0: it ran. Until the. From 1969
1: to 1997. See, I, I don't kind of count the latter
0: years. Like it was on CMT or whatever. Well, they
1: kind of went, they changed a little bit. I remember seeing it, and they were like sitting on skyscrapers. and Yeah, he haul by name only. See, it's kind of like Maybury RFD. Yeah. You know, it's like, once Barney left, and then they got, they started changing, and then... Well, were speaking
0: like, of which, since I got you on the couch, man. Yes. Um, we talked, me and Matt Moore talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, your affinity for the
1: Andy Griffith show. Love it, yes. So um
0: let's just talk since <laughs> well, we're know, we're kind of in that same realm. We got He Hall Dukes has okay, well, Andy Griffith. Okay, so here's the
1: thing. Roscoe, the guy who played Roscoe, yeah, originally started off on Andy Griffith. I, I knew that. Yeah. I like So it's a natural transition. Like, I didn't
0: recognize thing. him as you know like I knew him as Roscoe, but seeing an Andy Griffith rerun one day. Yeah. Was he one of the Darling boys?
1: No, he wasn't one of the Darling boys. Um he was uh, name slips me right now, but he was the guitar player that wound up, wound up going with uh, Bobby, Bobby Fleet and his band with the Beat. Oh, um, uh, okay. I can't think of his name right now, but anyhow, he was the mad guitar player. And Danielle was watching Andy Griffith one day. She makes fun of him, because I watch it in the mornings. I said, oh! What, uh, what, what? Why would she make fun of you? I don't know. Danielle, seriously? Cool. You make fun of him for that? She makes, oh, and gosh. many other things. But anyhow. Well, so I'm watching, I'm like, oh, I so said, you know who that is, don't you? And she's like, no. I'm like, that's Roscoe.
0: And Rob... She didn't say who's Roscoe, did yes. she? Oh my goodness, Roscoe! No, I'm, like. I'm, oh, and I just like, oh, and you know what? I, I, I've, I've you, know, you guys been married for yeah. a few years, yeah. and you know, I've had some interaction with her. We're Facebook friends, yeah. And my image of her is blown. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like Roscoe Pico trade. She's
1: like, oh, that sounds familiar.
0: Sounds familiar. Yeah, I just made a face. You guys, <laughs> oh, man, wow. Yeah. So anyhow, Matt Matt is the world's biggest Andy Griffith well,
1: show fan. Like there's a lot of people out
0: there. Wait, well, his last like. name's Taylor. It is. Hmm. Andy Taylor. I think he's his, his son. Yeah. So.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. I love Andy Griffith. I've <laughs> been there to uh yeah. Nice. Seen Floyd shows, yeah. I think Floyd ah, Barber hey. <laughs> Oh, hey. That's know. good.
0: I played Floyd the Barber in a church skit one time. Oh, I remember that. When I shaved Chris Beatty's hair. I think I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> shaved about a, about a half times. inch off the back there. And <laughs> <Good> <laughs> that times. was funny. He's a good sport. Uh, so now we are going to, um, th- that does it for back in time for this week in 1980 and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to take a brief break. Break, and we've got a bunch of other fun festivities. Oh, no, man, I can't so, wait. Festivities are so fun. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
2: 24
0: 7, I crave the eight. Cause the ale never fails. I can't wait. the pop a top on one, so don't. Tape, you gotta go full throttle for the green last
2: bottle.
0: All right, we are back. I'm sitting here once again with Matt Taylor, and I'm enjoying an, a delicious. Uh, L8 Cherry Zero right now. Very tasty. New. New product it, it of l Company, Company. Yeah. I have connections. And my connection is Matt Taylor. So, uh, because Matt is a good sport, um, one of the things, you know, we're the rest of our show we're talking about country music. Don't worry, we're not playing anymore. Just for those of you that don't like country music,
1: you're just here just... Why would you listen to the show if you don't like country music? You just like Rob Paul. Well... Some people just they're kinda, just purely out of loyalty we're to say promote yes. Rob, it. I listen
0: to your podcast. Yes, I'm, we're going to kind of promote it as hey, and just in case you you know don't like country music, we've got these other things in store for you. Yeah. Like people come here to hear bird calls, ah, uh, yeah. And you got to listen to the whole show before you get to <laughs> bird calls because it's going to be at the very end. I promise you that.
1: I won't be able to talk after we, <laughs> we go down that route.
0: So. Uh, what we're doing right now, because you know, country music does have a long and storied history. Um, there is a, a one thing that is very common with uh, country songs is is uh, sometimes they they have some some themes. Now, country music is written about the everyman, you know, uh, normal people, normal life circumstances, yes. where you know a pop or rock song may not necessarily be. Good storytelling songs, but real hooky with a good chorus or whatever. And corporate, very comp- right yeah, yeah, very corporate. Very, you know, life on the road has a lot to do with cocaine and booze and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what we're going to do here is I, I've got a dozen songs here. Okay. Uh, some of them... Are actual country songs. Ah, okay. Some of them are things that I made up. All right. That aren't actually country songs. Okay. So you have to decide. You have to tell me. These just titles, just names yeah, of songs. I'm just giving you the names okay. of songs. Okay. Is this or is this not a real song? Okay. So I think the first.
1: Well, you'll see. You Warm me out? Okay. All right. okay.
0: The very first one. Don't don't come home drinking with loving on your mind. Oh, that's one hundred percent a country song. Oh, yes, it is. Who sings? Don't that, do come you
1: know? home uh, drinking with Lovin' on your mind. That's the smooth tones of Dr. Matt Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> Loretta
0: Lynn. Yes, that that was that was a good one. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Right. Dirty old egg sucking dog.
1: Man, I will say uh, I will say no.
0: That is a song by the legendary Johnny Cash.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's on the. Yeah, huh. Man. Imagine that. That's okay. You'll have time to rebound. That's okay. Okay. Um, The next one The Devil Done Took the Wheel.
1: Done took. I'm going to say no.
0: You're correct. I totally made that one up. I thought, (laughs) well, you know what? Some hillbilly could write a song about Jesus Take the Wheel and call it The Devil Done Took the Wheel. I'm not
1: saying someone out there has not written this song. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: true. These very well could be songs, but to our knowledge, I just made them up. They just never made it to (laughs) the mainstream media. All right. Next one. Burn Down the Trailer Park. That is a song. That is a song. That is a song. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes. He sung that song. Burn bit. down he,
1: again. I was on the country music highway, Flatwoods, Kentucky. Yes, he. That's He's not. Down the road that's not it. too far from yeah, you, is, is it? About yeah. Half hour. I
0: I seen the sign there. It says birthplace of uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> fun story. So I, I have some friends, uh, um, Ken and Marsha Kessler. Ken passed away a few years ago, but Marsha is a distant cousin to to Billy Ray Cyrus, and uh, apparently. Several years ago at the Family Reunion, uh, this is just when he's becoming big, and you know he was a star, and he showed up at the Family Reunion, was selling pictures of himself at the Family Reunion and autographed them. I think they're a buck or two apiece. Oh, wow. So, good job, Billy Ray, <laughs> making money for your family, you and your stupid daughter. Oh, gosh. Anyhow. <sighs> yeah. All right, next song. When Good Beer Goes Bad. I'm gonna
1: say that's a real song.
0: I'd say that is not a real oh, song. Oh really? No, I totally hey, made that one. If you're but listening, it could
1: be. If you're listening and you're a songwriter.
0: That that, that could be I, I would that jump you could on have this. something there. You could. You
1: could hold a Rob Fought.
0: That's right. Here's one. My head hurts, my feet stink, and I don't love Jesus. I'm gonna say that is uh That is a song. It is a song. <laughs> Written by Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, country
1: legend. Jimmy that's right. Buffett.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Buffett's kind of one of those tweeners. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he, he, he's 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 yeah. got probably bigger fan following just about anybody. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but no
1: matter what you like, you like Jimmy Buffett. That's
0: right. He's he's originally a country song star, and he's kind of his career has evolved quite a bit. Uh, what about this next one? I hate everything about you. I say yes. I say no. Oh, really? No. It is a rock song.
1: No, so it is so a song. It is a real song as ah. by
0: Ugly Kid Joe back in the 90s, and I think uh, Three Days Grace did a song called that, but it's not nearly as good. But
1: So that I guess the thing was, it's a country song.
0: Yeah. So uh, it technically. Is not, it, it is, is not that we know of. Again, Again, any of these could be. We don't know. <laughs> uh, next one. <laughs> Your sister was a better kisser anyway. I'd say yes. No. I made Dang that one up. killing me. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. I just... uh you
1: sounded like awesome country songs.
0: <laughs> so, here's an Going easy... If up
1: as a country song, I'd say, my sister was a better kisser anyway. <laughs> then, then,
0: then, then <laughs> yes. than my cousin. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's good. Um... So, this next one, this is an easier one. Okay. I think everybody knows this one. Take this job and shove it. Oh, my gosh. Saw it saying live in person. That's right. Yeah. Johnny Paycheck. Columbus's own yes. Johnny Paycheck. Yes. So,
1: that... that saw him down south of Chillicothe in uh, Huntington Hall down there. With did you? Matt Hayes' wife uh, is related to Johnny Paycheck. No so, kidding. Yeah, she was a the light old name, and I don't know how it's all related. you know, country people are related somehow. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Somehow they were really close, like cousin or something like that to Johnny Well,
0: I've got a lot of family down in West Virginia, Kentucky, down, uh, you know, like um, South Point and down into Huntington and and Crum. That's where my my family's from, that area, like down in there somewhere. It's
1: a good place to be from.
0: It is, it is. So, uh, I'm sure that you and me could be some kind of related. Oh, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Okay, next one. If I have to look at you one more minute, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to say no. You're right. No. I made that one up too. Oh, good job. But it That's, could be a good country song. Yeah. Well, a real country song. This popability you sing it thing. Now, it
1: because oh, back yeah. then
0: you could. Now it's too well. If it, well, you know what? If it's if it's about a guy that took your woman. If I have to look at you one more minute, I'm going to punch you in the face. Okay, if it's not about... That could be. I was thinking
1: more about domestic violence, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But
0: when you're fighting for your woman... Then it's all... The gloves are off. Yeah, It's on, yeah. Okay, and here's the last one. Okay. You're the reasons... You're the reason we have ugly kids.
1: That is a country
0: story. That is. Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn. uh, You're the reason we have ugly kids. So, why don't we hear just, just a little snippet of that one, just because, well... Because we can.
2: You're the reason our kids are ugly, little darling. Oh, the looks ain't everything. The money ain't everything. But I love you just the same.
0: Gotta love a song like that. Oh, gosh. Classic. (laughs) Alright, so before we go into... um, the people, you know, what happened is is if you're just listening on the podcast, you haven't seen the Facebook page, I do a poll almost every week and, you know, whatever the topic. And, and this week um, we did it on uh, your favorite country artists of the 80s. Yeah. But before we go through that, we are going to go through the top ten best-selling country artists of the 80s and see how that kind of stacks up against okay. us. Right. So we'll just rattle them off here. Number right. ten, Dwight Yoakam. Who also is is from Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our favorites. Uh, number nine is Hank Williams Jr. Number eight, Reba McIntyre. Number seven. Yeah, I think of Reba McIntyre. Uh-huh. Do you? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> number seven, Randy Travis. Mm. Uh, number six, Roseanne Cash. Really? I did not realize that she was that. I mean, I know she's Johnny's daughter. Yeah. I, mean, but but I a, didn't realize, and I knew she had some hits and stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't thought, realize, like, she. I never thought she was making it a top 10. I didn't 10. think she's bigger than Randy Travis or Hank Williams Jr. No, kidding. Apparently. Huh? I've I, I got this from multiple sources, too, so <laughs> uh, it's legit. Multiple
1: sources don't lie.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, number five, uh, George Strait. I nah. figured he'd be higher. No. But uh, this is only during the 80s because his career went into the 90s oh, it's and 2000s. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number
1: eight. F- no, he has a thing. Number four, the Judds. Duh. Nah. I'd love the. Judds. Another country music highway. Yes, <laughs> Southern High, Northern Kentucky, claims to fame. Uh, number three, the Oak Ridge Boys. They make. I got stories for everything, but they make a Christmas show every week, every year. Uh, they come to Shawnee State University in Portsmouth and put on a Christmas show. Do they really? Yep. It's like a staple of the Christmas season. The Oak Ridge Boys. Come and do their Christmas show. Uh, I didn't realize uh, Been there a couple of times, see it. They do like the first half is all the classic Elvira and all you know, that Elvira, stuff. Elvira, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And then the second half of the show, they come out and they do all Christmas songs. Oh, what do you know? Yeah. They love Portland. See, man,
0: I've learned so much today already. <laughs> they, they love The, the, the Canadians oh. in Hee Haul, though, that's uh, kind of there. the weirdest. Yeah, I know. Mm, wow. Well. <laughs> uh, number two, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. And yeah. number one, Alabama. The Alabama. Yeah, kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. All right, now we're going to go to who you have voted on as your favorite country stars. Now, there were some <laughs> some votes. I see who your genre, who, who, yeah. your, who followers well, are. Well, because, like, there were some votes as none of the above. I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Just, bunch just play of, along. Bunch of jokers. Come on. Gosh, I. I yeah. Haters gonna hate Rob. That's right. <laughs> so we're gonna go through here, uh, and we just we'll, we won't talk much about some of these, but you know we'll we'll bring them up at least. Um, Joe Diffie. I like uh, Joe Diffie. Yeah, he, he yeah. just passed away recently. Yeah, no, that's sad. He's yeah. a good guy. I wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I remember his mullet. He had a spectacular oh, yeah. mullet, very nice mullet. And I, I think of him more as an early '90s guy. Yeah, I, but, I don't
1: think of him much as an '80s
0: singer. Yeah. Which I'm sure he had some success because he had the mullet. But yeah. So that's automatic. Uh, this next one. Uh, now, was that the last one Joe did? Yeah. yeah, he's okay. a, yeah we're going from the bottom going up. I, th-
1: I say he made it because he just died and someone remembered his name.
0: That's probably it. <laughs> and, and yeah. It was uh, Glenn Dempsey. <laughs> Tina's brother. So we mentioned Tina earlier. I think we mentioned Glenn about once every couple weeks, too. <laughs> I, I know he listened at least once because I, I said, hey, we mentioned you today. <laughs> uh, so this next one I thought would have got a lot more love than he did. Willie Nelson. Really?
1: He is a country well, legend. He is, but I don't think you pigeonhole him into the 80s. Mm. I mean Willie goes way back in you know, black and white. Willie Nelson, he does, but like, know, like in the eighties, you know, all those girls
0: I've loved before. But
1: the well, then you got Hula Hoop Rose, so yeah. But you know, so but I don't think of him as an eighties star. I do. He, he's I do. more than the eighties. He is yeah. country music.
0: Yeah, on the road
1: again. That's
0: yeah. like one of the biggest songs of the eighties, like any genre.
1: I saw Willie at the High State Fair. Me and Dad and uh, I think Matt Hayes went song. Awesome, amazing guitar player, just amazing musician. Hmm. And you don't realize how many songs he has until you see him play him in concert. Wow. And then he could do like, he did like two hours, nonstop show, never sang more than like 30 seconds of any one song. Wow. To get them all in. <laughs> kind of like Kenny hours. Rogers. <laughs> like, next one, next one, next one. Yeah, yeah second verse, same as <laughs> first.
0: Nice. Uh, our next guy here is somebody that I like a lot mm-hmm. Ricky Skaggs.
1: I like Ricky Skaggs.
0: I like Ricky Skaggs. Good Christian guy. He, Again, he, another he, Kentuckian down in our way. Nice. Yeah. I know he had the spectacular mullet too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see him. Uh, what I see him at? I saw someplace not too long ago, and he doesn't look like the same Ricky Skaggs. No, he doesn't. he's, no, he, uh, he's aged a lot. <laughs> put on a little weight, got a little <laughs> puffy in the face.
0: Yep. Uh, he still sounds my, uh, great.
1: Oh yeah, still plays awesome. Play the
0: mandolin and <clears> my uh,
1: middle daughter Molly is dating a, a boy right now. Caleb, and they're in a band, um, King Calloway, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, you know, drop, name drops, whatever, but they opened for Garth Brooks As nights. we should. Did they? They opened for Garth Brooks. They opened for Garth Brooks on a Friday night in, uh, I believe it was in Detroit, maybe, and then on Saturday, he took Molly to the prom. Caleb did, not You not know Garth. what? I
0: do remember, now that you say that, I remember that, because right. it was on Facebook. Yeah,
1: yeah, on Facebook. But anyhow, they've played with Ricky Skaggs as well. Ricky Skaggs. Get out of here. Playing a little. Picked a little tune with them. Nice. Caleb's the the guitar player for the band there. Wow. getting around about. Some of the good old classic country folks here. Oh, good. Learned love. Nice. Uh,
0: Our next guy, another guy I like a lot. Which, it's funny, because I I like him more now than I did... I guess I didn't appreciate him as much back then. Hmm. It's Ronnie Millsap.
1: Oh, he's just a beautiful person. Yeah. He's he's, just a beautiful voice. He just... Yeah. Mellow and just, yeah.
0: Well, it's funny. Yeah. Me and Leah went down to Nashville probably two or three years ago. Stephen Curtis Chapman did a um, a concert. It was uh, I took her there for Valentine's Day. He did a concert, and he had several special guests with him, and one of them was Ronnie Millsap, who mm-hmm. sung two or three songs. Guy still sounds great, good piano player, good sense of humor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He just seems like a solid, just like. Yeah, he's a good dude. Surprised he made it that high up in the list, though, honestly. Surprised yeah. that many people. He's not a big uh, flashy. Like, you would think. Not a, not a flashy guy. That people right. would recognize that name, right? And really think, oh. Yeah. Country Music, Ronnie Millsap.
0: But there are. There are some. Yeah. Kudos. Yep. And he is just below Kenny Rogers. Huh. Like, you know, he was number two selling artists of the 80s. He's like number 10 or whatever here. <laughs> so, um, you know, we talked about him before. Um, legend. In yeah. the industry and, and in the restaurant industry as well. Yeah, I
1: think I saw something where he was the, like, most popular singer of all time. Really? Kenny Rogers. Huh. USA Today poll or something like that. That's funny. Who did they poll? I don't know. I
0: just I wonder who. Got, I see, I see all these polls. No one ever asks me my opinion. I don't. Probably because I give it voluntarily anyway. So well, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. All right, the next one, uh, The Judds. I you know they had such sweet harmonies together, yeah, I mean those those two together are just back back in the days when country music was transitioning from urban cowboy into the nineties, mm-hmm. kind of that mid thing there the Judds were everywhere, like they 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 pure good music, yeah uh again, I'd say the same thing about Ronnie millsap and and, and um, Ricky Skaggs and some of these guys too. But like good musicians. I mean Wynona was a now, good musician. Right. But you know
1: Now you had the same thing with uh, Naomi and Wynona, like you had the ginger and Mary Ann so are you like a Naomi, the mom or were you a Winona Oh adult? the mom. Yeah. Naomi. You know.
0: She's gorgeous. Oh gosh. Yeah. She looked a lot like Ashley. So no, Ashley, they, J- Ashley Judd's Winona's Ash- sister. Yeah. Ashley
1: popped on the movie scene guy later on and you're like, holy crap where would this where'd she come? Where'd they from? They been she her looks from? like a much younger <laughs> Naomi Judd.
0: And yeah, yeah, she yeah. was yeah, she's gorgeous. Sorry, sorry, Yeah, yeah. Your sister's really If you're listening to this podcast, really we apologize. But we love you we love you singing better. And we're sorry that this is what you're doing, you listening to this podcast <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, if if you've got to this <laughs> point in your life and this is what you're doing, heaven help you. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> So, the Judds. uh, Next, Oak Ridge Boys, which, as I found it earlier today, Mm -hmm. play the Shawnee State Christmas show every year. Shawnee
1: State University, yeah. Yeah. I'll get you tickets if you want to come down.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, make sure you give a will call. I'll see if I can pick this up. So, the next one, we'll talk about a little bit Whatever we are. Whatever we are. This is number six. Number six on the poll. Number six. So, uh, this is um, Matt's Crush. Uh, Reba McIntyre. Reba. So I saw her in, in Tremors the other day. Oh yeah, that was why. After Urban Cowboy, uh, it popped up. You know, Tremors is one it suggested I watched. So yeah. I, I, I didn't realize she was like I'd never seen that movie before. I don't, it's one of those ones that you always you know, should see or whatever. Yeah. Kevin Bacon was in it. Fred Ward and then Reba McIntyre plays uh, the wife of Michael Gross, who was on Family Ties, yeah. the uh-huh. dad. So they are like these gun-toting Which Americans. Which was uh, based where? Columbus, Ohio. There you go, Matt Moore. Boom. (laughs) Um, So, um, Reba and Michael Gross, they play this married couple that are real Americans. Like, they have got an arsenal of guns in their basement. uh, Their truck's loaded down with guns. (laughs) It's something. And she's got her her accent, that Oklahoma accent thing she's got going on there. So, talk to us about Reba, Matt.
1: What's it? Reba... uh... I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless about Rupa. But you go back and look at like her early album covers. It's something interesting I've, I've noticed about Rupa. And you go to her early album covers, and she's smiling. She's got a big gap between her teeth. No kidding. Yeah. And um, she's got like the Michael Strahan-looking thing there. That big? Yeah, it's it's very noticeable. I'll have to look that up. Uh, so look at her old album cover. Then you can see later on, the gap's gone. So obviously she had Do you think they would airbrush that a little bit? Even, even in like those then, days, they had the
0: technology. Uh, lady, they could at just, least, like... Put some white
1: out there. Yeah. Or <laughs> so I don't know, but I, I, yeah, I just um, it's always had a thing for Reba. She's kind of been my my crush. Okay, so before or after the tooth job, it, it didn't it didn't had matter. did have any effect it on me. Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> kind of redhead thing in general. Then you throw her little stardom into it, and her little twangy voice, and it's just the total package kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, just, Melt just, your light just, butter. And she got the, her show, her program on the on the television. Yeah, Reba. Reba.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right, now it's time for the countdown and, and, and Matt's favorite part because you know it means we're on number five. Number five. That was for you, Matt Taylor. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> number five was Charlie Daniels. <clears throat> so ranked a little high in my opinion. Um I remember liking Charlie Daniels. Yeah. He
1: uh Danielle wanted me to make sure and, and everyone knows that Charlie Daniels was her first crush. Was he really? That's what she says. She says that every time anyone says Charlie Daniels, she's like, well, that was my first crush. No kidding. And, and then she likens that to why she likes me. Is that why uh, you have the beard I now? have the gray. You, on radio, you can't see me. It That's is how a, radio works.
0: It is a spectacular beard, though. Like, I've known <laughs> Matt forever, and he always had the mustache yes. way back in the day. And then, then he's had the beard the last several years. and yeah. And it, it is a spectacular beard, like... Like if I could, I, I could grow a beard. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it'd be as, as as hot as yours is. You got a <laughs> good beard. I good I'll beard, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie Daniels was born in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Began his career in 1971. Uh, I really seventy one. Yeah, I thought
1: he started earlier than
0: that. No. Well, <laughs> he he was a songwriter and a session musician before that. He even wrote a song for Elvis. It wasn't a popular one, but he did. But uh, his actual recording career began in 71 and um the the first i first heard about him in uh like 1979 or 80 can't remember which year it was but the devil went down to georgia came out yeah and remember he, he sung that in urban cowboy which again since i just watched it it's fresh yeah and uh besides that being daniel's crush well, what do you know what, what can you tell us about charlie daniel's band <clears throat> You, we know you saw him in concert. Yeah, we already talked about CDB, that. Part. Yeah, you yeah. saw him in concert. I
1: saw him in concert. It was just him. It wasn't the whole band that I recall. It was basically yep. just him. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I think a Charlie Daniels is more of a '70s singer than an '80s singer. I guess. Yes. He's part of that. Oh, he he's um, sung The
0: Legend of Woolly Swamp and Remember in America? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those, well, ones, that was those were pretty a big old, in the 80s. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that yeah. was during the. Like that, that's what I know of him. Before that, true, yeah. I got nothing.
1: I guess I think of him more of the outlaw country Yeah. kind of singer, lumped in there with you know him and Johnny Paycheck and, and Johnny this, Cash, John, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Outlaws, those, guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Whelan, those guys. Yeah, Willie Waylon, all those guys. I kind of put him in with that. Merle Haggard. But a little bit more bluegrassy. Yeah. Kind of a, a cross between those two. Yeah. Um, but again, I think Charlie Daniels is one of those guys that um, no matter what genre of music you listen to, mm-hmm. you know and can sing a, a Charlie Daniels song. Yeah, at yeah. least it never went down to Georgia. Oh, yeah. I and mean, that whole little rap everybody, thing everybody, in the middle there. Everybody knows it. Oh, yeah. That's, everybody knows it. That
0: was great. It's America. That's it. He, he, hey, he is American. member. I'm going to
1: fight with somebody, I'm going to be fighting next to Charlie Daniels. That's
0: me, too. <laughs> he is a member of the NRA, too, so you know him. he's packing. Yeah. All right, so number five was Charlie Daniels.
1: Number four.
0: Number four. Uh, Randy Bruce Trawick, otherwise known as Randy Travis. Hmm. I guess Randy Trawick does not sound nearly as country. I did not know that. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that till today when huh? I was going through looking up stuff on Randy Travis. Huh. Uh, it, it's funny. I, one of the things I didn't realize so, when he first was trying to make it into country music, uh, the country labels didn't want him because he sounded too country. Yeah. Which is funny because, you know, around that era that he was coming up in, was when they were doing the whole urban cowboy thing. So so he had to kind of, you know, make his way in a little different. Oh, well, I
1: think, that, again, I think it goes back to where the urban cowboy was kind of doing that transitioning people from hit country to the rowdy party country kind of yeah. scene. Hmm. Yeah. Two countries. He's an odd-looking fellow. He is an odd-looking fellow. He's, in a, he's,
0: he's weird, in yeah, he <laughs> weird in the face. Weird
1: in the face. Weird in the face.
0: So he is from Marshville, North Carolina. It says here his career began in 1978, but he didn't really hit the mainstream until 82, 83. Yeah. And uh, he had uh, 50 singles released, and 16 went to 50? number one.
1: 50. No kidding, Sixteen.
0: 50. 16 number ones. Wow. Um. If you. If you... Trying to think about, okay, what did he say? Forever and Ever Amen. Oh, yeah. Digging Up Bones. Uh huh. 1982 was a
1: song he did.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. there was a
1: time when you were mine in 1982.
0: You got it. Yeah. Man, Matt, you're an encyclopedia. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Honky Tonk Moon. That's a good song. No. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Deeper Than the Holler. Mm hmm. And then his biggest hit is probably I Told You So.
1: Bigger Than.
0: Bigger Than Forever and Ever Amen. According to this, think, really? well, I think it was bigger because I think uh, two or three years ago, Carrie Underwood remade it with Randy singing with her. Oh, no. so I think yeah. that probably kind of pushed like it up you did a little. That, I guess, yeah. I, I I think of "Forever and
1: Ever, Amen" before I think of that song. I told you so. That's such a sad, just like "I Told You So." It's just sad. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a song you really want to sing along with.
0: It's not a song I want to listen to, either. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when you're singing it, of course. You sound awesome. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um. So, yeah, Randy Travis was pretty big back then. I, I, I remember yep. him being a, a bigger star. and He's he, trying
1: to do a lot of acting stuff, too. Yeah,
0: so. he's done a lot of movies, TV and shows. Not, in my
1: opinion, he's not an actor. He's huh? not. He keeps getting...
0: <laughs> he's got a face for radio.
1: Because <laughs> he's weird in the
0: face. <laughs> so, yeah, Randy Travis, so... That, that was uh that was your number four number three which brings us to number three yeah Bo Cephas hmm. Hank, Hank Williams Junior. Jr. yes, son of Hank Williams yeah uh, those of you that have known nothing about country music um, Hank Williams is probably uh, the most influential country singer ever. Like, oh, anybody attend in music will tell you that
1: I was influenced by Hank Williams.
0: And yeah. Whatever. And even if they, they weren't, they were indirectly. Because somebody that they were influenced by was influenced by Hank yeah. Williams Sr. Um, so uh, Hank Williams Sr. died in a uh, car accident uh, when Hank Williams Jr. was a baby. And uh, at the age of 14, uh, Hank Jr., decided to you know, have a music career he had a good voice could sound a lot like his dad and the first uh, 4 or 5 years of his career was actually you know go on to places like county fairs opening for bigger acts singing his dad's music mm-hmm. and people loved him mm-hmm. oh that Hank Jr's great um as as time went on uh he wanted to become his own man so uh when you're talking about outlaw country yeah you got to mention Hank, oh, Z- gosh, Hank Jr. Because yeah. he he was... He personified. He did. Country, like, man. his biggest hit, All My Rowdy Friends Are Coming yeah. Over Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and the second biggest hit, several years later, All My Rowdy <laughs> Friends <laughs> Have Settled <laughs> Down. <laughs> uh, Born to Boogie, My Name is Bo Cephas, Country Boy Can Survive. Like, the dude sings a Monday Night Football theme. Oh, yeah. Like, if, even, you if, if you're more. not a country fan... And you're a football fan, you've listened to Hank Jr. Yeah. probably more than you've listened to Elvis. That's all I gotta say. You listen to him at least sixteen times a year, <laughs> so, um, actually seventeen times because there's a bye week. <laughs> so, yeah, you're listening to him a lot. So, um, he's from Street. I think it might. She's from Shreveport, Louisiana. Matt, do you know how Bocephus got his nickname? You know, I think I've heard it, but I, I don't know. I, I just see. I just found out today that Bo Cephas was a ventriloquist dummy back in the old Grand Ole Opry days, and Hank Williams Sr. was was good friends with whoever voiced him and thought Bo Cephas was a cute name and started calling his little boy that. Really? And it stuck. Huh. So,
1: was this on the uh, Grand Ole Opry radio? Uh, yes. I used to have a ventriloquist show on the radio. Did you really? Yeah. Tell us about it, man. That's a little program I had. I did a ventriloquist thing on the radio down home. Did you?
0: Wait a second. My mind's blown more than the Canadian hee-haw thing. (laughs) What?
1: Tell us. That's a total lie, Rob. It was a radio ventriloquist show. It it doesn't make sense. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a joke. oh i i I, I well i thought maybe that you did a ventriloquist thing but they played it on the radio they like, a, like I had part my of dummies, the, maybe part of voices. the happy o' Daniel happy hour or something <laughs> <laughs> they had the the Matt taylor experience okay yeah, no, yeah. I, oh. am i tempted humor that was good because you got me because <laughs> yeah. i wasn't thinking about ventriloquism on the radio yeah you know you never saw my lips move once <laughs> never once best ventriloquist of all time so here's something That's Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go no ahead. you go ahead. No, it's about Hank Williams Jr. Well, that's go what ahead. this was about,
1: too. Oh, go ahead. You remember they did a show about Hank Williams, his life of Hank
0: Williams. Yeah, well, didn't Richard Thomas play him? Yes. John Boy. Yeah, John yeah, Boy. I, I remember him. that. Yeah. yeah. Remember he had gotten the accident and he it was all... Fell off that cliff. Yeah, he was all and
1: disfigured
0: and that's why he grew yeah. the beard. Yeah, to cover up the scars. Yeah. That's where he wears them sunglasses. So, hmm, good stuff. Hmm. <laughs> so, these are... Th- I did not realize that hank williams jr can play a lot of different instruments i didn't know that either listen to this he he can play all these instruments guitar bass guitar upright bass steel guitar banjo keyboards harmonica fiddle dobro drums piano and saxophone huh like what the heck did not realize he was such a well-rounded musician. Not a lot of dobro in country music. Uh, not, not necessarily, but he could do it. Well,
1: huh. I guess Some you, people I guess if you could play
0: way. one stringed instrument, you could probably play them all somehow. As With someone, a
1: saxophone? As someone who can't play an instrument, I think that sounds right. Yeah. Like, you could play it. Why can't you play this? Yeah. What are you, a dope? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, number three. Huh. More talented than I
0: thought. Exactly. So number three was, in fact, Hank Williams. Hank Junior. Number two. Number two. Which this would be if I, if I'm voting. This is my number one. Okay. Did George George Strait. I voted. But if it's only me picking, no. I would say my George number Stray. one would be George Strait. Yeah.
1: The man has just descended. Transcended time.
0: He, he has transcended is, it too. Whatever that word is. <laughs>
1: yes. Um yeah, he's just he's been around forever and just a I I think everything he touches turns to gold. I think it does. He
0: has the Midas touch. He does. So uh again, not being a country fan throughout the eighties, whatever, um I did not really start listening to George Strait till years later. Now, I, I was familiar with some of his songs, like All My Exes Live in Texas, yeah. Amarillo by Morning, mm-hmm. Oceanfront Property. But I, I didn't like listen to the music until later. And he, man, good music. He's got such a
1: smooth voice. Oh, he does, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's like butter. Yeah, yeah. like butter. Like butter. I think of him. more I mean, when I think of him, I always thought of him more of a, as a '90s mm-hmm. country star. But then you realize the songs that he sings. How many of them go back? Oh yeah, uh, the, like, oh, the these, songs I just mentioned were all '80s. Songs. Yeah, they're all older songs which, but yeah. like, than what I think. I, yeah, I think it's because I don't know what it is, but I think he's more '90s. Um, well, well, he. I mean, throughout the '90s, he did have a tremendous I career. I mean, just like every song he, he sang. He debuted was in the one. '80s. He, like, his
0: yeah, his his first. He, his fir, his career first began in 1981, okay, and then but by the time the 90s hit, he was like Elvis yeah. to country people. He's I mean. His nickname's a King of Country. Yeah. So and he's he's just he's amazing. I mean, he just looks.
1: I mean, he just always looks proper. Yeah. He's always shirt tucked in, the big he's got, belt buckle. I was gonna say, to have hat. the belt buckle. Yeah. And just that, it's like the the man would smash his thumb with the hammer he would yell
0: and it would be on tune (laughs) he would smile yeah you're right so yeah george straight george straight's awesome so i such an appreciation for him and his music and and all that he has done uh in in country music like again what hank williams was to everybody in the you know 70s Mm -hmm. 60s 50s and george Strait is now to all the artists that to actually, appreciate and, and loved country music back then. Yeah, because it's it's completely different huh. um, today. Um, uh, today, it's 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 a very commercialized, very I call it Papa Billy. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's called country music, but I, I I don't I don't I don't think it is. I don't. Well, it's so much of it as as you know, the radio stations and stuff don't really play. They're given you know, here's what you're going to play this week, and it's all set up in LA someplace or in Nashville and it's pre-recorded and here you go pop this push the play button on your MacBook and there's your radio program for the day and we're going to tell you what you're going to play Yep. and it's not what you get to choose or what the people really want it's what this is what we're selling today this is the look we're selling and this is the music we're selling and they don't get to have the heart and soul of like the Hank Williams Jr. that would tell a story uh, my name is Bo Sipas. I drink whiskey by the gallons. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I never back down. I love a good challenge. Yeah, and it's just like this is singing a song about the way things are. Now it's uh, we're going. To, this is this is what you're going to sing a song about, Rob. Yeah, you're going and to sing you're a song sing about Eight, like and yeah. you're going to sing it like this. And
0: uh, if it's about something I'm passionate about, I'll well, it'll sing. Be a I'll song.
1: sing it good. Yeah,
0: but though, <laughs> you know, again, not to not to knock those guys, in. they're making tons of money. But I hear like like Luke Combs and and jason aldean and those guys mm-hmm. and, and jason aldean I, I think could be better but yeah. he chooses you know he's making money you know can't fault the guy for that I know, yeah. but but it's like as far as a genuine pure country he he's probably the closest we get but like luke bryan and some of those guys you know, i like miranda lambert she's she she's uh she kind of has some deep country roots yeah. yes in her music
1: but now like Chris Stapleton that's a big Chris, name, now I, it's funny
0: I've got his name up right in front no, of me yeah, here yeah. yeah he now he is a throwback for yeah, sure yeah oh yeah and
1: he's very and, and I don't countries.
0: I don't want to say for sure because I don't know I didn't look this up but I would guess he's probably the biggest selling country person but I think a lot of his music doesn't transcend to country radio uh, a lot like uh, like Jimmy Buffett mm-hmm. where. He's got a huge fan following, but you know he'll sell out outdoor concerts and arenas by the thousands. But you don't hear a Jimmy Buffett song on the radio. Chris Stapleton, you hear some of his stuff on the radio, yeah. But I, I think because of that that style that of that maybe that outlaw country style that true roots type thing, I don't think there's a there's a lot of, of that going on today. And, and he's one of the people you got to point to and go, you know what? There, there's hope. It's only a guy like that singing. Yeah. So, yeah, got to really, got to really appreciate a gotta guy look like Deep that. there for a little bit, Rob. It did, it did, <laughs> so. really. And we're only like talking about country <laughs> music, so. Oh. Like so I <laughs> cry or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there, there's some good people out there, and and God bless George Strait. He's uh, he's he's probably my favorite country guy. So he was number two. Number one. That means there's only one act left. Number one. Number one. Voted, f- by you, the people.
1: People have spoken. Yeah.
0: No surprise. Alabama. Alabama. Uh, it's funny when we first started talking about doing this, I told Matt like, "Hey, we're going to talk about the top country artists." He and he says, "I'll be just Alabama and a bunch of other people." <laughs> Sure enough, they like tripled uh, George oh, really? Strait. Just about, uh, yeah, they're number one. Uh, which you know they deserve it. They again, Gosh. they pure country style. Yeah. Like they, they could they could do the pop country thing back in the day, but they you know had them deeper roots like "Song of the South" and "Tennessee River" and stuff like that. So they they are you know they are the one band in the '80s because they had some crossover success. Uh, that I could listen to and not want to vomit. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, um, you know, they're from Fort, P- Fort Payne, Alabama. Uh, they formed in 1969. Uh, they've had 41 number one hits. I believe it. And 41. 41. Wow. Not as many as George Strait's 60, which I forgot to mention earlier. Now, I
1: was going to wonder how many George Yeah, yeah dad he dad had,
0: had, had 60. 60. Uh, they had 41. 27 of those were in the 80s. So... Their career was made in the '80s. Even though they, they had some success in the '90s and 2000s. Not like George Strait type success, right? But they they were pretty good. But uh, yeah, they were they were everywhere back then. And they I remember I remember them winning like so many Grammys and country music awards back then. Oh, they were just
1: up on stage constantly. Alabama. Yeah,
0: they should have just it's stayed like, up there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like all right, we get it. You're awesome. So. <laughs> Uh, and then they handed the torch off to Brooks and Dunn eventually, who, who I like no, a lot. No. They're more of a 90s group. Yeah, definitely. But, but I, I do like some Brooks and Dunn um, when I started listening back in the you know early, mid-90s to country music. So uh, Brooks and Dunn were somebody I like. But but anyhow, Alabama, um, they well-deserving of the number one mm-hmm. spot. Um, yeah. Love them. But, uh, you know, that's it. Any Alabama stories, man? I don't have any Alabama stories. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, um, Sorry to disappoint. that's all right. I don't have any. I've never seen them live, even though I heard I they're good I live. i them either. No, they, they, seen them. I know they've got some good gospel songs. Um, I've got a few of those downloaded that are really good. Well, any
1: good country singer, Rob, yes. equally has good gospel songs. They should. If they don't, yeah. they're dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Again, they're weird the in the
0: voice if they haven't guys. done that. So, the um, Def Leppard gospel. or <laughs> Rock of Ages. There you go. So, which is which is a funny before before we close out this segment here, um, uh, funny story that uh, you know Matt, born and raised down in southern Ohio, just is rooted there very deeply and stuff. His wife's a headbanger. Oh yes. And so Matt ends up going to a lot of rock concerts these days.
1: Yes, I yeah (laughs) we had two canceled this year. I was supposed to have been at a at an epicenter last weekend. And so and who Charlotte. was who was supposed to be there? Epicenter, um, who was at Epicenter? They, Metallica was supposed to have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Metallica was, I think, there. And um, Leonard Skinner was actually supposed to be there. I would have liked to have seen Leonard Skinner. So, yeah. yeah. Gosh, I can't even remember who else was supposed to be there. I've seen some bands, some uh, heavy metal bands. Nice. Five Finger Death Punch, Shine Down. <laughs> um, I saw, uh, I think, Judas Priest. Ozzy a couple times, a couple times. Not Guns <laughs> <just> N' <and> Roses. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Ozzy a couple times. Guns roses. Wow! Um, just when you thought you knew Matt Taylor, I know I've, <laughs> I've seen a lot of Shine Down. I say that. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of a bunch of bands I didn't even know existed. Rob. Wow! So,
0: uh, knowing you like I do, and knowing that you know you do anything for your wife, mm-hmm. so do you enjoy those concerts? You just kind of go for the
1: ride. Um, Normally we go to these, fest- they're festivals that yeah. we go to and there's camping. Right. Well, which so is right up your alley. I enjoy the camping part. I like hanging out in the campground. You're just hanging out with the people and having fun. The music is, yeah, I like the shows are fun. It's pretty, it's cool to say you've seen these people I mean, it's yeah. cool to say, you know, I got to see Guns N' Roses and Welcome to the Jungle and all that stuff from Fat Axel and all that good stuff. Yeah, Fat Axel, <laughs> it looks like he
0: ate Axel Rose.
1: Yes. Um. But no, I like the camping experience. It's a lot of fun. I like it. I like I like the people I like enjoying nice. being with people and uh, you know and that heavy rock pe- family is it it really is a family. They kind of yeah. I've gotten some good friends from that that we talked to uh, fairly recently. That Alabama they live in Alabama and Tennessee and North Carolina, South Carolina. We talk on Facebook all the time and stuff. So it's it's been a neat experience, a neat uh, eye opening change for me. Danielle likes the music and she can you know, um, I, in my car I've got. Uh, um, no, who's the uh, the guy that um, Dragula? Uh,
0: does. I got nothing. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs>
1: he does movies. Rob Zombie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. seen Rob Zombie. Yeah, he did. Several he remade Halloween, and yeah, they all just that did thing. another one. He just came out the like other Texas movie. Chainsaw
0: Massacre. Was he yeah. involved in
1: that one? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But anyhow, he's he, I play him in my car right now. I'm <laughs> my yeah. So,
0: yeah. But not tonight,
1: though. Not tonight, This is no. George
0: Strait on the way home tonight.
1: <laughs> Come back and talk some uh, 80s Aussie later on. <laughs> nice.
0: So, um, before we wrap this up, um, I want to put a plug out there. Um, if you guys have not... If you guys are fans of country music or of... Maybe you're a rock and roll fan and you are just a fan of music history in general. Uh, Ken Burns did a documentary about a year ago, maybe, maybe not quite that long ago, called Country Music, where he takes the very roots of country music from, you know, being a sort of an Irish folk kind of thing and trace its roots clear up to modern day. And, uh, like, the first... And these are, like, two- or three-hour episodes each, and there's about ten of them. And through, like, the third one... We just get to Patsy Cline's death, which is like 1959. <clears throat> so we've got hours and hours of like extreme. Like if you really want to know a lot about the history of country music, go back and watch this thing. You will truly enjoy it, and it's uh, it will not disappoint. So it's an
1: interesting a little interesting thing for you. Um, on that plane with Patsy Cline was Cowboy Copas. Yes, also died. And Cowboy Cop- Copas was from Blue Creek, Ohio. Which is fifteen minutes from my house. I
0: did not realize it that. Like that. I knew he was in that. Yeah. But I I didn't. Uh, wow. Well.
1: Yeah. The Copas Cemetery is like fifteen minutes from my house. Get out of here. Blue Creek High, home of Cowboy Copas, and he was on the plane with Patsy Cline. Wow. Uh, funny story. I called Lowe's one time. The the Home Deep the Home you know Proof of Store Lowe's called yeah. the credit card company about something I forget what it was. Talked to the lady on the phone wherever she was at, and we just talked for a half an hour. She and I did mm-hmm. about bluegrass music. And <laughs> Uh, she was from Adams County, Blue Creek area, and, and knew the Copas family and, and uh, had a long story with this uh, customer service person at Lowe's. Wow, that's at the pretty call center, cool. Wherever that was. Pretty cool. Nice. And you mentioned Ken Burns. I mean, what's going to happen? Uh, who else do you know that has made a life and name known for making documentaries? Nobody. I mean, who's going to take Ken Burns' spot? Nobody. Like who him. is the up-and-coming Ken Burns? <laughs> if you're out there listening to this podcast, yes, you, make yourself known. Yes, raise your hand. Someone's got to fill those sheets.
0: Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, he did a great job on that <laughs> one. So that wraps up our conversation about country music. And there's only one thing left to do, Matt. You You, you know what it is. <laughs> those of you that turned in oh. for this moment. My apologies. Here it comes. All right. Well, some of you have tuned in for just this moment. Some of <laughs> sad you sad lie. and pathetic oh, people. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Sorry. So, yeah, this this once credible podcast is about ready to go to the birds. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Matt and I, uh, we worked church camps together for several years. Mm, yes. And uh, there was always a talent night, and um, we would do uh, bird calls. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I wasn't an original bird caller. I kind of came along a little bit later. Yeah. But um, Matt, tell us your recollection of the history of bird calls, and like how it got to be the phenomenon that it became. Uh,
1: like it came out of I want to say Johnny Carson on the. Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, he would have guys on there that would do legitimate bird calls, and they were just these extravagant noises that these guys would make of these of real birds, of real birds, like okay. legit, honest to goodness real bird calls that these these guys would come on and do, and then it just kind of one of those goofy things that started of, hey, we can do this as well and just make. Our own bird calls. <laughs> so was
0: and it you started. and you and
1: Derek? Can Derek Catcher? Yeah, Derek Catcher's yep. down in Inez, Kentucky now, pastoring a, a church down Inez, nice. Kentucky.
0: Hello, Derek Catcher. Yeah, hello, Derek Catcher. Wish you were here to to, to oh, partake to gosh. to enjoy this
1: moment with us. Um, So yeah, so we started just just one day just, just do bird calls and <laughs> had some time to kill. It's like yeah, well, let's do that bird call thing. Uh, probably yeah, <laughs> let's just do bird calls. And so, just a time filler, just something stupid. It's just like, hey kids, this is. Matt and Derek being just stupid. Yeah. So and then for whatever reason, it, people liked it. So I, I,
0: I later on, um, the kids want to do bird calls. I remember mm-hmm. we were doing a camp and I don't think, I, I don't think Matt was there. So me and Derek talked me into doing, I'm like, I've seen it, but you guys are just hilarious. Hey, There's no way I hang. think it was I up in
1: Greenfield or something.
0: I like think that. it just was. For a bit. So, yeah. um. And, and no, no, that was later. Like we no. we, we, we had several years under our belts okay. at that point. Yeah. All right. yeah. So, no, you know Again, what? Time flies. You know what? I, I, I've I've have got it mixed up. It was you and me that did it because Derek wasn't around.
1: Like, okay,
0: and so we talked about doing. I think Tim talked me into doing it with you, Tim Tabor. Okay, like, yeah. Hey, you, you got you can do this. You've seen bird calls. <laughs> Just do it with him. I'm like, I can't. So anyhow, um, that at a talent show that the kids started looking forward to bird calls. Yeah. And Very so sad. so for several years, oh, <laughs> it yeah. was just you and me doing them. Yeah. Like Derek was almost an afterthought. But yeah. then later on, we ended up doing them. I did them with Derek, and you weren't around. Yeah. And I think later, like towards the end of, of SYA, uh, the three of us were doing them together, if I remember correctly. So. Mm. So basically, here's how here's how it works. Um, one of us will name a bird that may or may not be fictional. Sure, yeah. um, and then the other one has to do the bird the, call. The bird call yeah. And hopefully, because Matt, Matt keeps his composure better than me, <clears throat> I may start laughing <laughs> midway through. Who knows? This is unscripted, un... Everything. So, Daniel,
1: yeah, Daniel knows that I have a great affinity for birds. I got bird feeders out my windows at the house. The girls, uh, my daughters, know how much I love birds. I had a Baltimore Oriole show up this week, and I was all excited I Had a rose-breasted grosbeak today at the feeder, all excited. So, everybody knows I really enjoy my birds.
0: So, has Daniel heard you do bird calls? No, she's not. Okay, so this will...
1: I've told her about bird calls. This will be a first for her. tried to explain. She doesn't listen to
0: this. Yeah, you, this is something <laughs> you, you really can't explain. It has to be yeah. seen to be believed. And it's going to be a little rough because we're use, used to doing it in front of a crowd of a couple hundred people. Oh, yeah. And now it's just us. It's s-
1: like watching... Have you seen Saturday Night Live at home or Jimmy Fallon doing <laughs> yes, it's kind of like, like that. Like, oh, this is sad. <laughs> yeah, these, these
0: poor pathetic schmucks yeah. are going to be doing this thing. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so Matt, I'll, I'll let, I will give you the first bird. Okay. And you you act in kind. Of. Okay. So, I would like to hear um well, since you're from the area, uh-huh. I would like to hear a Southern Ohio
1: uh-huh. uh calling dove. Do you want the mating call or um yeah, do the mating call of the Southern Ohio <clears throat> calling dove mating call. Yes. <clears throat>
2: Ooh. Ooh. here, 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 Ooh. come here, come here, come here, honey, 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 honey,
1: honey! <laughs> that was outstanding. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, Surprised one didn't fly into the window. <laughs> I
0: think one did. There's a little window here. I think one yeah. just crashed into it. <laughs> Getting all hot
1: and bothered. Huh. Okay. All right, you want one? Fire away. Okay. We're going to do the rainbow breasted nuthatch of the fall plumage. You know, they have that spring and the fall plumages that are different. Um, you're going to do the rainbow from the fall plumage, um, which has that kind of more mellow tune to it.
0: Okay. Um, so, male or female?
1: Um, Do a male. Yeah. I like a little bit of a challenge. Okay.
2: Oh ho oh. Oh, ho oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, It's raining, man
1: Wow, that is spot spot on. My goodness. I thought one was it I swatted. I thought one was flying by me right there yes. for a the the dog has come.
0: I know. Jackson is down Jackson, here joining us. Here. What what's that noise? I need to be a part of all of that. Holy wow. Cow. Okay. So I would like to hear a North Alaskan split toad. Oh, you know I love Alaskan birds. Yes, you do. North Alaskan split toed green billed <clears throat> hyper Robin.
1: Holy cow, Rob! I gotta drive home yet tonight. <clears throat> I know. Okay.
0: amazing you guys yes. to see him do it is even better than hearing it on the radio there is some facial the
1: expressions <laughs> there are some. you gotta get into character to do some of these yeah, birds they're, it, it, they're it, rare it, it, yeah they're some of them they have never rare. been heard before rob
0: <laughs> I, I would say none of them have been heard before. except for by the birds themselves well, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. They've never been they never heard that when people era. come around they you know the, the birds you see like a, like just the normal like you know starling. birds yeah like, they make these kind of noises when people aren't around. Oh, yeah. They're just no one around to hear it. Hmm? Yeah. They make sure they're, they don't have an audience. Yeah. They're, they're kind like. of shy.
1: Okay. Give me right. one, give one more. You want one more? Okay. Yeah, give me another one. You're going to do the, the um, deep-throated black willow bird of uh, the southern species. Okay. Deep-throated black willow bird, the southern species in their uh, mating call. Okay. Okay, it's okay,
0: it's okay. Yeah, that's Jackson, man. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. It's okay. oh, gosh, yeah. All right, we we'll do one more. No, we can. not <laughs> If you feel we must. All right,
0: or one more, one more, one more. And and uh, let's do this. Let's okay. mix it up.
1: Sometimes we would do this, or I would just do the call without you knowing what it was, and you would have to guess. Oh, guess it was. the bird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Do yeah. that. Yep. Go. Uh, let me think. I got to think of a stumper. <clears throat> I right, got it. Now you'll never get this one. Try me. <clears throat>
0: one I know it's, it's t- one it's, it's a, one of about three or four different ones
1: it's a ground bird
0: <clears throat> i would say it is a south carolinian yellow feathered black winged quail male
1: or female oh uh, that's male for sure yes that is right yes nailed it nailed it dude i didn't nailed think you'd it. get that one yeah, I thought, good. I thought, man, he's out of practice. Oh, get this
0: you know one. what? It's it, it starts coming back to you the it more, does, the more uh, that you're into it. Yeah. Huh. So, gosh. Yeah. Well, that was bird calls. That's, <laughs> awesome. uh, that's also Enjoyed. the end of our show, and I know you guys are probably very grateful because that's ten minutes and 39, 40 seconds of bird calls. Oh my gosh! We would do this for uh, probably fifteen minutes. <laughs> I don't know what these
1: kids are doing with their lives now. Oh, they <laughs> ain't doing bird calls. Because ain't that cool. Rob, this has been awesome. I've had the time of my life tonight. This has been fun. Looking around the studio here, it's like things of the 80s have come here to die. They have. They've you know, got like a VHS player there. There's a Tupperware duffel bag. <laughs> you got some giant Apple computer there. That like, that Arn Anderson wrestling doll. <laughs> <laughs> be, yeah. but yeah. So this is uh, your oh yeah your football handheld games up there. Yeah, that's this right, is man. living. You are Rob, living in the eighties. I am. I refuse to leave. I, I like that it sets up. Refuse you know, sets the scene here for what's going on. You know,
0: <laughs> Matt. Thank you. You made the trip. You made the show. A lot of fun. Have oh, not a laughed blast. this hard in ages. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard with with Randy's fart stories a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but, but, but it's not bird calls. Yeah. So we are out of here. Thank you again, sir. You're and welcome. I hope you have a tremendous trip home and uh thank you again. Love you, brother.
1: Alright.